Welcome to the One O'ahu Podcast. Today is Thursday, March 30th, 2023, and joining us this week are three very special guests. The Director for the Department of Enterprise Services, Jerry Papillo, his Deputy Director, Tracy Kubota, and Mary Lewis, Events and Services Administrator for the Neil S. Blaisdell Center and the Tom Moffat Waikiki Shell. Thank you all for being here. Thank you. Thank you. We are here at the Blaisdell Center, and this week we met up with media to detail some of the upcoming renovations and construction projects that will mean temporary closures for parts of this campus. Um, let's get to Mary first. Mary, let's start with the concert hall. What's being done here? So the concert hall is being renovated both in the backstage and the back of house. Uh, our rigging system, which is the, used for bringing in scenery and creating the magic that you see when you're sitting out in the audience, is from 1964 and it needs an upgrade. It needs to be replaced and made uh, safer and easier to use. We're also upgrading our fire alarm and fire sprinkler and fire suppression system, uh, again, throughout the entire building. So that's going to occupy the entire building. So backstage, we're looking at the dressing rooms and upgrading them to provide better service to the tenants that rent our building by improving each of the rooms. They have individual air conditioning, air quality control, uh, and the upstairs rooms for the choirs and choruses that come with some of our annual tenants. The load inside, we're making uh, easier access for the big trucks that bring the Broadway shows and even the concerts that come in here. We do concerts, we do graduations, we do so many different types of events. And um, to improve the load-in area, make a better use of space, is uh, going to upgrade our facilities. Oh, but this will come with a cost. What, what are we looking at right now? So the initial cost is around $5 million, and then we're waiting for additional funding. and future years. Uh, what about the exhibition hall? What will that look like once everything is complete? It will look very much the same, <laughs> but what we are making it is much more pleasant to work in because all the air handling units are being replaced. So we're waiting for the delivery on those and we'll be shutting down just for a couple months to install them and have a more evenly distributed air flow. Uh, my favorite space, the arena. Ah, yes. Yeah. We're doing a lot of work there over a very short time. So we have about six months to uh, redo the women's and men's public restrooms, adding stalls, adding uh, family restrooms, and um, creating better space on the concourse. We are replacing all the doors that are, again, from 1964. They are badly in need of so that we can open and close them safely for every show. Backstage, we are doing uh, electrical upgrades, so creating uh, a better access to our electrical panels, but also improving the house lighting, which is the lighting that you see when you come in. Right now, it's kind of on and off. We are replacing all of those fixtures with very energy-efficient LED fixtures that are dimmable, so we can create atmosphere. We can also turn them on and off instantly in, uh, in an emergency. Uh, the balcony will be also 
those lights will be upgraded as well. There's other safety features we're doing just to make sure that there's ease of access to all of our spaces. Then backstage, we'll be doing this, uh, the renovations on the restrooms uh, as well as the locker rooms, turning them into dressing rooms. Mm -hmm. Again, that's what the artist sees, so we want to make sure it is comfortable and, uh, and useful and friendly. It sounds like that's where the bulk of work will be done in the arena. Is that? I think it's pretty evenly distributed. That has um, probably the most work that people will actually see and notice. The other buildings, it's the roofing and the, um, the infrastructure where you don't actually see it, but you're happy when it doesn't rain on you. So all together with those three sites, venues, I guess it's all on one campus, but what's the total price tag for this? It is... $43.6 million. So for all of these projects, that is an uh, incredibly economical yeah. price tag. And I know that there was a, some work done or a study done. There was some money put to this project in the previous administration. That's correct. How does that work? Is the, the, the current administration has been supporting us in this. Okay. And so the money that was spent there, was that money wasted or was that? Oh, no. No, no, no. It's all part of the planning. The, there's a large design phase that you have to go through with your consultants and the, your architects. And so that was part of the design process. And now we're into the construction phase. And what's the timeline for closures? Because some of these sites obviously will be affected. That's right. So the concert hall will be closed from July 1st for 12 months. The arena will be closed from May through November. Uh, the exhibition hall, likely will be mid-June to um, mid-August. Um, and then the Hawaii Suites from April to November. So because there is a, there's a large amount of work to do, there's, we're, we're coordinating with all these different contractors coming in. Pl places need to be set aside for them to store materials and to have their workers come in and, and work uninterrupted. We have been able to work with our contractors so that when, as our facilities are still in use now, they've been able to start, but not impede our event schedule. And are you looking at other venues, or will these shows and events and, and everything just kind of come to a stop during this time? So we have very innovative tenants and promoters. So the Waikiki shell mm -hmm. is going to be used. Um, when the arena comes back online, we have created like an arena theater setup so that people that would normally rent the concert hall could take advantage of that building. Uh, we're having shows in the peacocky room. <laughs> so they, yeah. some people have to downscale a little bit or they might have to upscale if they go to the arena. But we're all working together as a team to try to find the best way to accommodate them. When you, when you mentioned that different setup in the arena and then you mentioned kind of navigating the concourse with the new setup, will there be additional capacity for seats or will it kind of be the same? No, it'll be the same, but we have additional uh, restroom stalls. So that's, that's, that's important. A, that's, that's a plus. That's, very important. that's a plus. Um, graduations and other events like that, that's kind of in that, that summer period, those months. They're in the spring period yeah. usually. So we have about 10 graduations that will still happen on our campus. Some that were scheduled for the arena will come up here to the concert hall. Um, also, some will go to the Waikiki show. And how long have you been doing this, Mary? So I've been employed 
by the center since 1990, so 33 years. I just had my February 14th, I started working on Valentine's Day, so I just made my 33rd year. And will you be doing this for another 33 years? Oh, I don't think so. I'll be enjoying all of the activities and events that that I've planned for now in the next couple of years, but also what will be planned for the future because I'm a ardent supporter of the Blaisdell Center as a customer and as a administrator. Um, because Tracy's sitting here, uh, I just want to ask her, you know, someone like Mary, when you hear her talk about all of these projects and this site, there's just so much that goes into it with concerts and, you know, Sesame Street and, and Disney. And what does it mean to work with someone like Mary Lewis? Mary's invaluable. She has taught me everything I understand about this business, which is very complicated. And I don't even tend to even think about knowing as much as she will ever know, right? Mary has this special way of putting together her experience from her production side in the years here and knowing every nook and cranny of all our facilities to the business side and dealing with the public front and the productions and the promoters and all the nuances of all the requests that are coming in from everything from a community event, sporting event to a Broadway show. And it's amazing that she can juggle it all with her team of a few in the time that she does. And it happens like most people will plan one event a year. She does all of the things that needs to be done on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on an annual basis. And it's crazy that they can keep it all in check. And Mary has taught everybody and all of us that things are all possible and that yes is the answer and no is something that is usually not the option when we consider support for our, our asks and our requests that come into the Blaisdell Center. I heard a rumor that you were thinking about retiring. Is that rumor true? Yes. <laughs> Tracy, how do no. you feel about that? <laughs> oh, no. no, she says no. <laughs> I, yeah, I've, I've kicked the ball down the, the, the road quite a bit, but um, I think that with this uh, renovation, I'm leaving it in good hands with uh, Liz Ishihara and Sean Enos. They're, they're both really wonderful people to work with and very knowledgeable. Um, I feel like this is a good time to uh, say aloha and um, move on to my, the other parts of my life. But as you sit here, and it happens even get out of your car and you walk in this space, every time you step foot on this ground, these grounds, a memory comes up. What is your favorite memory here on this campus? Oh, there, there's, there's, there's so many of them that it's hard to, uh, over 33 years, you can imagine, you know, from Elton John to Sting to seeing Roger Daltrey sitting behind the speaker drinking a little cup of tea while uh, Pete Townsend is wailing on his guitar out in the arena. Um, so it's it's hard for me to put a finger on just one of them. Maybe you can give us one of your top. You don't have to give us the top. Well, those were those are pretty good. The the Who, uh, Ringo Starr coming, um, you, you know, uh, Wicked, Les Mis. Les Mis taught me to love musicals, which I really did not. Um, and I think that was a very seminal piece of theater that I enjoyed. There's just, just, I mean, so many events. And I, I, I'm thanking Tracy for being just such a good partner with us and helping me through a lot of the intricacies of the city because, I, yes, I do have the 
we, we engender everyone with a can-do attitude, and she's so instrumental in helping us find ways to make uh, events work for people. And, and again, yes, someone comes in, it's their one event in the year. We have to make them feel special. So that's, that's a, a, a proud part of our actions here. But when I look at your title, events and services administrator, right? So you're in charge of this. Mm -hmm. um, does that mean that when you have an event in, a guest in, that you get to meet them? So, no, I usually- Oh, no. No, no I usually meet the promoter <laughs> and I welcome them when David Sedaris came. I made sure I drove in in the pouring rain to come here and- oh, You're and not like shaking hands with Ringo Starr and- No. Oh. Well, although Ringo Starr shook, shook hands with everyone backstage, so- um, I might have, but no, that's not that's not my job. My job is to take care of the users that are coming to the building and make sure that they're um, happy with what we have and if there's anything I can do to make sure they're happy when they come here. Because then they leave with a good feeling that they want to come back. Well, whether they know your face, your name, I know that there's hundreds and thousands of people living here on Oahu throughout the state and those visiting as well who have you to thank for their experience in this space. Well, thank you very much. Um, but Tracy... I know that you have a favorite memory in this space, don't you? Um, it's actually me being here with Mary. <laughs> <laughs> when you look back, though, is there an event that you, um, you know, you remember that brings a smile to your face that was one that you will never forget? Well, it's, it's not so much a, an event, but just the fact that we get to see our staff, our ushers, and everybody who have been with us, some of them even 50 years, in action every day, caring for the people, doing what they do time and time again repeatedly. Mm -hmm. It's not an easy job dealing with customers and people on a daily basis, but yet being positive and having the, the impact to allow everybody to enjoy the event. So we really do appreciate that, and that's a memorable thing for me. And so, Mary, how many people are we talking about here? Tracy just mentioned some of the staff, but how many, when it comes to groundskeepers, um, ushers, how many people do you oversee to take so, care of this campus? So I oversee about 100 people. Um, that's the personal services contracts as well as the full-time employees. But this, this building does run on our part-time people. And uh, Tracy uh, mentioned our, our 350-year-old ushers that have been here since they graduated from high school. They're wow. an incredible. Talk about a, a font of knowledge mm -hmm. and, and archives in person. Uh, Ralph Varas started collecting the posters from all of our events. They're hanging up all around the usher rooms. And it's amazing to go back and just relive some of those moments. And we're like, we did that? Oh yeah, that was great. Um, so, uh, but so, so my position oversees the box office, the sales section and productions. So that really covers a wide range of activities and a lot of part-time people to make us work. Is there someone dedicated to the fish? Well, we do have a technician that is very fond of the fish, Russell, who comes in and um, he, he helps maintain them. Yeah. There's some pretty interesting fish, or at least there have been in, um, you know, if you go back a few years, um, but what, am I wrong? Was there a barracuda in there? Oh, there is barracuda. There is currently. Yeah. Okay. A few. You? Yeah. <laughs> They're in the side pond. We also have, you know, a lot of trigger fish, the humuhunukuapuaha. Uh, we had one named Bully and one named Barbie because <laughs> she had blue around her eyes. Um, so, yeah, we are, we're kind of attached to our fish, but I noticed 
since we've had the farmer's market in the arena parking lot, people really enjoy coming and watching right. the fish and dining here. Um, it's, I think it's been a big boon to our neighborhood. And we like to be good neighbors, so that's um, an important part of our work here, too. And I think that this space is an important part of people's lives, but you were here during the pandemic yes. when a lot of these venues were shuttered. Um, but this space in particular, the Blaisdell Center, was still activated. How did this space fare and, and just your overall thoughts from the pandemic? Well, it was really a challenge because we turned this concert hall into a, a, a branch of Queens Hospital for the vaccine clinic. And that was a completely different experience from putting on a show. And it was day after day and we, ha um, and we serviced thousands of people to come here for their vaccines. Then we did the testing. Then we did the testing in the parking lot. We changed over our, our, our parking garage to house uh, rental cars. We made the arena into a sound stage for a filming of, um, from a production company that did a, a series that was here. Um, the Galleria and Picaki room became a testing zone. So we were active all the time while we stored stuff for the emergency team where they could come and pick up all their supplies in the X hall and then drive it to all the satellite uh, stations for testing and for vaccines. So we were super busy the whole time, but we had no part-time people we, because we had no events. So it was the, the, the small but mighty staff, full-time staff that we had that did a lot of that definitely was a tough time. But Mary, when you look back on your years here, was there one moment in particular that you consider the toughest part of this career? And tell me how you got through that time. Hmm. I mean, they're all tough. They're all tough, but they're all rewarding. So um, I know, um, okay, well, when I first came on board, I was standing next to Tom Moffat and Dennis Alexio broke his leg in the kick fight boxing uh, match that was in the arena. And I got through that by turning it all over to Liz Ishihara and she did all the fights after that. So, you know, yeah, it's good when you have a good staff and a, and a staff that is uh, multi-talented so you can um, take on what you can handle because you always want to have that great attitude of saying, we can do this. And what do you think your legacy is? I hope it's that that attitude stays with everyone and that they continue to appreciate having our guests from the community come here and treat them as they would treat a family member um, and so that people feel welcome coming here. I also hope that my legacy will be to continue the Broadway series and the national artists that people otherwise would not be able to see. If they don't have money to fly to the mainland and stay in a hotel and see shows, I, I really want to hope that we continue to bring, bring the best um, of national acts and, and Broadway. And Tracy, what do you think Mary's legacy, what do you think the legacy is that she leaves on this place? I think it is really about that, um, the culture and the spirit of wanting to support and being able to serve as many people as we can. Um, the best we can. Um, I mean, it goes to show when you have people have, who have been here for like over 50 years wanting to still continue to work with this team that 
Mary and her team have set up for that it, it speaks miles, right? I mean, it really is about that feeling of wanting to be here and wanting to do what we do. So I think that's Mary's greatest legacy is her being able to train, develop, and create this whole program for us. Well, Mary, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Uh, Jerry, it's always great when we have Mary Lewis with us. She's someone that we don't talk to that often, but how incredible is she uh, as her boss? Uh, you know, it, it's amazing, right? Like when you have someone with the, the history and the knowledge uh, and the gentleness, uh, but the toughness as well, uh, it's great to be a part of the team with, with Mary and working together with her. It's, um, you know, I came in kind of cold to the building and, you know, she's always been gracious to share everything and everything that she knows. So uh, certainly thankful for that. You know, and we talk to them, but for you personally, when you think of the Blaisdell Center and this space, what's the memory that comes up for you? You know, probably when the kids were first born and bringing them here for the sesame, um, <laughs> you know, what a wonderful experience that is, right? They just sit there with their eyes wide open and in awe. And um, to see all the other shows that have come through here and the events and the sports, and, you know, it's always good to come down here as a, as a visitor, not just as now as an employee of the facility, yes. For those who aren't familiar, what does the Department of Enterprise Services do? Yeah, great. Um, you know, Enterprise Services is multifaceted, right? It's a lot of businesses that try to generate revenue for the city. Um, and, you know, it starts here with the Blaisdell Complex. We have the uh, arena. We have the expo hall and the breakout rooms that go with that. We have here, we're in, in the concert hall, uh, six municipal golf courses with obviously the Alawai everyone's aware of, but there's also five others that... Uh, do a great job uh, and then Honolulu Zoo and uh, and then like I said those concessions that are just scattered either throughout our own facilities or also in some of the larger parks uh, we you know get in there and, and help facilitate uh, concessionaire uh, arrangements and agreements. About three years ago almost to this week the news came out that we had regained accreditation for the zoo um, so what's been the progress since is this something that needs upkeep because I know it's not like a one-time pass or fail yeah, that's right. It's, it's ongoing, right? I mean, taking care of animals and the well-being is, is a lifelong uh, commitment. And, you know, we're, we're certainly grateful that the administration has shown all of that support. Um, you know, AZA came into town, and it was just amazing from the, from the top down, from the mayor, MD, DMD, uh, everybody showed up to be a part of that discussion with them, to let them know how committed that Linda and Tracy and, and others at the zoo are to making sure that we maintain that welfare. Something else that your department covers is our golf system. A couple years ago, we implemented the new reservation system, online reservation, as well as the use of golf ID. How's that going? Uh, four up is doing really well. You know, obviously it was it was a change, uh, and people sometimes are new when they're new to that change. They're going to share uh, their thoughts, but you know, the system itself is used at a thousand courses across the country, um, and it's really been beneficial. It's really been smooth. There's you know, there's an online element versus just the phone-in element, and that's really helped. It's also um, helped shape a, a, a newer demographic. We, we see some skewing towards a younger demographic that's willing to go online and to chase down those tea times. And so that's the next generation, right? We need that. We need uh, all of the folks that are out there golfing on a daily basis now, but also that next generation that will maintain that level of play. Yeah, I like that you said that HSG. H-S-J-G-A, so many letters in one acronym. Um, and First Tee, they, we made that announcement last year about them reopening the Olawai driving range. Um, how, how does that agreement with them work and how's it going? Yeah, it's going great. Um, you know, they 
obviously, again, when you when you bring in and you implement new new um, opportunities, you know, there's there's a bit of a learning curve sometimes. But I think they've caught on, um, and you know, it, it's just a nicer facility that's there now and and really smooth with their operations. Uh, one more issue that you guys have to deal with is uh, Waikiki, specifically those pavilions. Uh, the last pavilion, that one closest to the zoo, it, it looks great right now, as well as the Queen's Arbor. There's been a big difference in that area, but I imagine that's a struggle to keep up with. What's it like for you? You know, the key is, right, is it's finding the right partners and the right partnerships, and there's there's a process to, to do that. Um, but we feel and are very thankful with the groups that we have in there now um, with Highgate, you know, operating and, and doing what they do. Um, they do it at a very high level. It's a great service for, uh, one, for the community and also for their guests, as an example. Um, SSA, you know, has done a very good job with the pavilion and uh, the area that they hold. And so, you know, we just want to keep them and maintain them and build on those relationships for the future. Um, also in that area are those surf racks. They got burned down. Do we have an update on that? What's next for those surf racks? Yeah, you know, we're, we're reaching out to the community. We certainly have had some feedback. Uh, we appreciate that feedback, but we also think that to the larger community, we owe a process to it. And, and that next step in that process is we're, as we speak, we're putting out a request for information that will reach out to anybody and everybody that wants to chime in. And we hope that there will be a lot of good information and a lot of positive feedback that comes, uh, that we can combine that with some of the other groups that have already stepped forward and been very assertive in how they'd like to see it pan out uh, again you know we're we're anxious we want to we want to take that next step but it, it's also important to do the due diligence to get it right and mayor always talks about the pride he takes in his team people that had really successful careers and then chose to come to the city to serve the people of the city and county of honolulu for those that don't know you too well jerry tell us where you came from and how you landed this role yeah um you know background is really uh over Close to 30 years, I guess. Kualoa uh, started, I sort of cut my teeth there out of grad school and then uh, had a great opportunity with the water park and did a couple of stints there, one for about 10 years. Uh, I jumped and tried to make a difference at uh, Sea Life Park. There was a large corporation on the mainland that owned them and they were willing to put some dollars into that facility, which was definitely uh, needed uh, and had a four year run. But, you know, I, I certainly had a close affinity to the water park and New, uh, a third owner took it over in 2013, and I received a phone call and had some unfinished business there, uh, primarily putting in a large solar carport project uh, and then also doing some sort of nighttime activity, and we started a luau there. Uh, and then, um, you know, I've always been uh, a fan of Mayor Blangiardi. He, um, in, in his previous life and my previous life, I had a traveling circus. And uh, when he was with Hawaii News Now, that was our media partner, and, and they really supported. I had a lot on the line. I had a 1,500-person tent and a partner, uh, Scott Luce, who is now the GM at the water park, who also put some time and energy and money uh, into purchasing that tent. And we did a five-island, 65-show run with that. Wow. And Hawaii, New now, Hawaii News Now was uh, very supportive in that effort. Um, we kicked off on Molokai. And story goes the mayor asked me like wait a minute you're going where and we said Molokai and he said well tell me about that and I said well we can't go to the other major islands and not go to Molokai how do you think Molokai will feel and he said good answer and he told the salespeople make sure we support these these efforts so it's worked out pretty well oh, wow. thank you yeah, yeah and I didn't know that you were <laughs> that circus story is amazing um but crazy this job, but it's cra amazing yeah. Yeah, okay 
<laughs> but this job that you're in now, was it everything that you expected? Yeah, you know, I mean, look, it's there's a lot of moving parts in the Department of Enterprise Services. I think you saw bits of it today, but, you know, with six golf courses and hundreds of animals and, and the zoo and, you know, all of the different concessions, um, there's never a dull moment or a dull day. Jerry, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you. And if you have a question for DES or for the mayor, you can send your podcast questions in by heading to oneoahu.org slash podcast. And today is March 30th, so we'll be back out for another town hall stop. Tonight's meeting is scheduled for 6.30 at the Philcom Center. The next week, Thursday, April 6th, we'll be in Mililani at Mililani High School at 7 p.m. For more information on mayor's town halls, visit oneoahu.org slash town hall. And I hope you'll join us next week as we're back with Mayor Rick Blangiardi right here on the One Oahu podcast. Until then, aloha.